Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're someone who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, certified life and weight mindset coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to the Lose Weight Live Life podcast episode number 132. Today it's all about body image. This month in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy our focus topic is self-acceptance and we're doing daily work on healing a negative body image. And whilst monthly and annual enrolment in the academy is currently closed we are still open for VIP membership so if you would like to join us for body image work this month go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash enroll to find out more. So the reason I want to talk to you about body image today is because it causes so much suffering. Thoughts about my own body have caused me much unhappiness in my lifetime and that happiness has not just come from the dissatisfaction I felt looking at my body in the mirror or seeing photographs of myself but it's come from fear of what I think others may be thinking about my body or the judgments they make of me because of my body as well as my own shame around my inability to fix my body as well as missed opportunities for living life because of how I've felt about my body, meaning that I have opted out of social occasions and positive life experiences. And that's a lot, and I know I'm not alone in all of these things. In fact, there's a lot of research to indicate that not only is it statistically normal to feel negatively about our bodies, But thoughts about body image are associated with one in eight adults experiencing suicidal thoughts or feelings because of concerns about body image. That's from 2019 research conducted by Mental Health UK. The same research also found that one in five adults, that's 20%, felt shame about their body. Just over one third, 34%, felt down or low about their body and 19% felt disgusted by their body image. Now, adding up those numbers, that is 73% of adults suffering because of how they feel about their body. And the purpose of this podcast episode is to help you become more aware of what's going on when it comes to body image, helping you increase awareness of how you think about your own body, and as a first step towards healing and reducing your suffering, if you fall into that 73% bracket. And also to help you consider that maybe we're all living in a version of Barbie world when it comes to body image. And by that, what I mean is we're all in some existential bubble of unawareness of our conditioned body image reality. Now, I went to see Barbie with my daughter earlier this week. And whilst I think it highlights some life challenges really well, specifically, I'm thinking of Gloria's speech about the cruel impossibilities of being a woman. I feel it falls a long way short when it comes to body image. So let's start with considering what even is body image. There are several definitions out there. Most of them refer to thoughts and feelings about your body. So that would be the way that you visually see your body, your thoughts, and the feelings that those thoughts create. So that's how you feel about your body. But when we think about body image, I think we also need to consider a few other things. I think we also need to consider the indirect thoughts and feelings that we have about ourselves and our lives that we attribute to our body image. 
For example, thinking that we are you know, useless or maybe thinking that there is something wrong with us because we can't lose weight. I also think we need to take into consideration the things that we do or don't do for our body as a part of body image. For example, not wanting to apply body lotion to your body because you want to avoid your body at all costs, or even not going to the doctors when you're ill because you're worried about weight discrimination. And also the things that you do or don't do for your life because of your body. So not swimming, not socialising or getting on holiday because of how you feel about your body. Okay, so just one more thing I want to highlight before I continue. How we feel about our bodies has very little to do with our size or our weight or our age or our level of like muscle definition or the smoothness of our skin. People of all shapes, sizes and weight are more likely to suffer with a negative body image than thrive, thrive with a positive one. It actually has nothing to do with what we look like. So start with asking yourself, what do you think and feel about your body? What do you do and not do because of how you feel about your body? And what do you think and feel about what you have and haven't done to take care of your body up to this point in your life? If you don't like your body or wish it was different, if you have a poor body image, where do you place the blame for that? I'm just curious. I want you to ask yourself, do you blame your body? Do you blame it is like you blame your genes or your hormones? Do you blame your parents for the way that they raised you with too much of an emphasis on appearance? Do you blame the magazine industry for the photos of women that you grew up with? Or do you blame yourself? And if it's the latter, are you blaming yourself for not taking better care of your body and eating less or blaming yourself for not having the awareness to see that you've bought you've bought into the construct that it is today's perception of body image that is the problem and not your body itself. Okay, maybe you're not placing blame with anyone and you're just accepting of the current status quo of your body and your thoughts about your body. There's no right or wrong here. I just want you to check in with yourself because I think it is useful for you to know. Are you seeing the problem as your body or are you seeing the problem as how you think and feel about your body, aka your body image. Okay, now it's possible that if you're like me, even when you're aware that the problem is not your body, but it is your body image, so how you think and feel about your body, you still forget moment by moment and flip-flop between the two positions. You might have some cognitive dissonance with that and have sort of both feet in two camps for a while. You might also be reluctant to buy into the idea that the problem is not your body, but your perception of it. And you may find that if you see that logically, you're afraid to let go. This is all really normal. Just be compassionate with yourself and continue to open up to all possibilities. So why is it so normal to have such a poor body image, to have thoughts and feelings that cause us to be unhappy and miserable and suffer to the extent we may contribute to having a lower well-being, emotional well-being because of it? Whilst we may talk about and relate to poor body image to people in teens and young people today and think it's to do with social media and filters and photo editing tools, we also know the issue has been around for centuries. In ancient civilizations, in Egypt, Greece and Rome, beauty standards varied, but there was an emphasis on physical beauty and aesthetic ideals, such as, for example, in ancient Greece, the portrayal of the idea female body in art often being emphasized as someone with perfect symmetry 
perfect proportions and a youthful appearance. And then during the Middle Ages and the Renaissance, of course, that period was very much associated with curvaceous figures, which were often considered desirable and they symbolised fertility and abundance. This period saw a shift towards celebrating fuller, larger bodies, which can be seen in art and literature of the time. And then the Victorian era brought with it a more restrictive and modest approach to women's appearance. Corsets were popular, emphasising hourglass figures, constraining women's bodies to fit into the societal ideals of a slim waist. And then from there, we entered the 20th century and body image ideas have changed throughout. The 1950s saw a return to more traditional gender roles with an emphasis on feminine hourglass figures, often portrayed in fashion and media, with an emphasis on thinness intensifying in the 90s and 80s with the rise of the heroin chic look in the fashion industry, which promoted extremely thin and androgynous looks. And whilst we've seen a rise in body positivity or body neutrality in recent years, it's still far outweighed by the ideal of a slim but curvy figure. When I've previously spoken about body image, I've referred to the Middle Age Renaissance period as an example that a perceived body body shape and size is something that's not factual because it changes with the passing of time. If you believe thin is better than fat, it's a social construct. It's not the factual truth. Body image and beauty ideals, say that in inverted commas, are maintained and perpetuated through communication, institutions and collective belief systems. And a quote that I like that I think is a good reminder of just how much of a social construct our body image ideal is, is this one from Lindsay and Lexi Knight's book, More Than a Body. And what that quote is, what that quote says is, positive body image isn't believing your body looks good, it is knowing your body is good regardless of how it looks. Okay, let me say that again. Positive body image isn't believing your body looks good. It is knowing your body is good regardless of how it looks. So there are a couple more things I want to talk to you about on this topic. One is weight bias and one is the idea of health at any size. So let's tackle the concept of health at any size first. Some of you may be thinking that we shouldn't accept our bodies, love them or make peace with them if they are classified as, let's give an example, morbidly obese. For example, because, of course, that's not healthy. And so to accept them would be doing ourselves a disservice. And this line of purpose presupposes that not judging our bodies and accepting our bodies equates to not doing anything to help ourselves improve the health of our bodies. And that's just not so. Your body image is one thing and your choice to improve the health of your body, whether that's through losing weight or through increasing cardiovascular function or incorporating a greater variety of plants into your diet is another. The more you can separate your body image from your weight loss goals, the easier it will be to focus on those goals and relate them to health. And that will help you so much in the long run. And I don't mean just saying you want to lose weight to be healthy because it's the right thing to say. I mean really learning how to want better health for yourself so that it becomes easy to prioritise it above everything else in your life. That looks like experiencing the reality that is time spent on your health helps you give so much more to others in your life from work to family and friends. So next, let's just say a few words. Let's just say a few words about weight bias and weight discrimination. Weight bias refers to the negative attitudes, beliefs, stereotypes and prejudices directed towards individuals 
based on their body weight or size. So some examples of weight bias. People making derogatory comments about individuals with larger bodies. People assuming that individuals with higher body weights or weighing more are lazy, undisciplined or lacking willpower or less capable in some way. Not hiring or promoting individuals based on their body weight or size, even if they are qualified to do the job. Depicting overweight individuals in a negative or dehumanising manner in TV shows or films or advertisements. And also we've got healthcare providers treating individuals with larger bodies less attentively or dismissing their medical concerns as being weight related without proper evaluation. And also them not being entitled to some treatments. And also we have policies that target and discriminate against people with obesity, such as penalties on aeroplanes for weighing a certain size, all right, or weighing a certain weight. Now, having said all that, what I want you to consider is how is your weight bias showing up? Because all of those, they seem like pretty extreme examples to me. But actually, I think we all have some level of unconscious weight bias. And so I want you to consider that for a moment. If you have negative thoughts about your body, because of your weight or its size, you are demonstrating weight bias. It's not your fault. It's because of how you've been conditioned by society, but it's still there. But you can do something about it. You can start to end the weight bias norm by starting with your thoughts about your own weight and doing what you can to improve your own body image. If we're going to change fat bias or weight bias for our kids and grandkids and great grandkids, we have to start with addressing our own weight bias towards ourselves. I want everyone listening to this who doesn't like their body to suffer less. I don't want you to suffer because of a societal construct of beauty ideals and right body weight. Okay, now I hope listening to this will have given you some things to think about and raised your awareness of your own body image. And if you do want to join us in doing the work this month inside of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy, come check out VIP membership at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash enroll. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The program offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community, and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching.